All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ podcast. Thank you for letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode 63 of the KISS FAQ podcast. I'm Julian Gill, the admin on the board, and joining me today is bag boy Alex. Welcome back. Thank you. 69th Blizzard, Ken. Welcome. And Marcus Almighty, Mark. Good to see you all again, gentlemen. And in case you're wondering out there, no, Lonnie has not been fired. We rotate our cast as much as we possibly can, and he's got something more interesting to do this week. So, Lonnie, we hope you're having fun out there, even if you support the wrong team. Oh, yeah. So just a a quick bit of news today before uh, we get going with the topic, and that's simply because while I was surfing for some stuff this afternoon, I stumbled on Universal Japan's website, and it looks like they're about to reissue the whole catalog again on CD on May the 18th. So I haven't hit the translate button, but it looks like a live 3 is included on the SHM CD format, so who knows what... If these are going to come in the lower cost jewel cases or in the mini LPs, it looks like they're the lower cost, you know, 1850 yen. That looks pretty cheap for Japan. So my expectation is they'll be in jewel cases. But will they have the new 2014 mixes Mixes. or masters? Actually, masters, I think, is more correct because they were not remixed. So who knows? We will find out more. They don't even have the pictures up of the items on the Universal site yet. It just says coming soon. So anyone out in Japan or has connections into Universal Japan wants to let us know, post on the board so that everyone can pick it up. And uh, it's been a while since they've done a catalog reissue in Japan. And I'm going to start off on today's topic on that line of... uh, kind of items and our topic today is our you know top five items in our collections or our most recent um, kiss related purchases it's kind of a show and tell that you'll get more of a benefit out of watching the youtube video as uh we'll probably be holding up a few few things but we will try and be as descriptive as possible for the visually impaired um so I'm going to go first, since I was just talking about the reissue of the, the KISS catalog. And one of the things I bought recently, I just saw it on eBay, and um, I bought it for another reason, and I thought, oh, cool. And it is Dress to Kill CD box, basically, unofficial, made in China. And when I took this, when I took this thing out of the packaging, I was nearly knocked over by the odor of the, I think it's latex or something that this is printed on it was more powerful than 10 kistries put together and it's taken you know several weeks for me either to get used to it or to have killed all the uh you know sensory buds in my nose so on the inside it's just like all the other the japanese boxes that were issued by disc union every time japan um reissued the catalog did we just lose my video yeah. yeah, we lost your video. All right, well, I'm going to keep talking and hope that it comes back. Okay. Um, so every time they reissued the catalog in Japan in recent years, Disc Union, one of the Japanese vendors, has done a special box set, which included uh, you know, one of the, the first one was double platinum, so you had a shiny box like this. And then they did, I think, Destroyer, Unmasked, and the first Kiss album. So now we get to Japan, and... 
um, China is issuing their own for no reason. So I just use that to stick all my recent Get a Peach and Godfather bootlegs in. So uh, nothing particularly exciting. A little bit expensive, but uh, it was free postage and it arrived in good shape. So I'm going to look at this video. What the hell is going on? Okay, I was going to say that uh, uh, that box that you have there, is that like a reissue of the catalog or is that just like something specific to Dress to Kill? That's just the Dress to Kill box. It's nothing specific to the catalog. The the Chinese obviously saw that they were issuing similar in Japan and thought, well, if we print up our own and sell them to idiots in the U.S., we'll pay 75 bucks for the privilege of having a box with an overpoweringly inky uh, stink to it. Um, well, you know, like like I said, it's you get to put all your bootlegs in it and... Uh, you know, I bought a few. Yeah, I hate, a good. Uh... I hate bootlegs, but I bought a few lately. So, uh, nice place to put it. Mark, since you asked a question, let's move on to you and your first item. Well, um, I have a few things, but um, mainly the thing that I collect, I guess, would be you know vinyl. R- right now is the main thing that I'm collecting. But uh, yeah, I've seen you on the Kiss My Wax uh, Facebook website, and yeah. uh, you've been posting a lot of your recent gets there, and a lot of really good questions as well, which are getting some good conversations. So, yeah, like for example, this one here is that Kiss one with the the Mexican one with the Take Me on it. Oh, I don't excellent! Know if you can see excellent! That. I still need one of those for my collection. Me too. And it. And it's really, really nice. Like, there's no ring wear, nothing on this thing. Like, I really lucked out at the convention that I went to. There was one of those record store deals there where I got that. And uh, it was really, really nice. Like, and, and the funny thing was I completely talked them down to it because I was talking. You know what? I'm going to tell everybody this. The secret to talking down uh, the, the owner is find his wife. Okay, I found his wife. Seriously. Yep, it's true. And I went and I told her the whole kind of sad story. Oh, I'm collecting and all this stuff. And I'm really into Kiss. And she's like, oh, isn't that sweet? You know, and she talked about some story from 1977. I was all listening intently to it. And then I told her how I found that Kiss alive too there. And I was like, oh, I really need that. And But it's a little out of my price range. And the next thing I know, I walk away and she's sitting there. She huddled the husband aside. She's all quietly talking to him in the corner. And all of a sudden he comes over to me and goes, well, I had it for 150. But, uh, you know, I did some thinking and uh, I I could let it go for maybe 75 to 80. Oh, like, really? He's like Rick at the pawn shop. He's cutting himself in half. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, wow. I'm like, okay, great. So I went over to the nearest bank machine and grabbed the money. And bingo, bango, and then I got it, right? So the wife is the way to do it because she 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 turned the key on him there a little bit and he let it go. The other thing that I really I got recently that I loved was I got a I got another alive too, but this is the uh the British pie one and I'll show you just really quickly here. It is, is I don't know if you can see that. There this is let me get it out of this. Here, the oh, red. Love the red. Yeah. Love those. I have that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. I got I got the rock and roll over coming in the mail to me, so hopefully the postman doesn't right. scam it for me. But uh yeah, so I got that. And just really quickly here, uh so I don't take up all the time. Uh just a couple of other ones I enjoyed. I got I have uh, a Peter Chris with the different logo. Right. 
Now, don't play that too much. No, I don't. <laughs> and recently, I just got... Actually, yesterday, I believe it is, I got this here, which is the debut, right? But if you look at the back here, it is the Polygram version. 85? Yeah. And I'll just pull it out real quick here, just to confirm it for all you people who are like, want to see the evidence. So, if they saw the UPC on the back, they can be pretty sure it's an 85, unless it's a yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. But there you go. Nice. Cool. Nice. I should right. passed up a 501 issue the mm. other day. Alex, let's move on to hey. you. All right, let me... I have my stuff up here. I'm up at school, so my stuff's kind of tucked away at home, but I had some pictures of some of the items. So I guess the first one... Um, if you guys know, back in 2009, uh, Podkiss did an interview with Michael Dorrit. And uh, who designed Rock and Roll Over and a Sonic Boom album cover? And I had a, I had helped kind of facilitate that interview with uh, with the podcast staff. And with that, uh, Michael Dort sent. Let's see if we get a good picture of it. You can see oh, right nice. there. Oh, is that one of his uh, Gleeses? It's, it's no, it's an original press proof from 1976. Ooh, it was wow. printed wow. in 1976. Awesome. It was, and so they printed it. You know, guy, as they were like print how it was going to be on the material for the record cover so they can like test it out and stuff and so he had a you know he had a handful of them made um obviously this was something he wanted to have as as part of his resume to give out you know when he was trying to get jobs and stuff so he had some extra made and had a bunch of these lying around so he uh, was kind enough to send me one uh, and i think he said the podcast guy did each a couple each one too but so that's i've actually got it framed and stuff it's um I just don't have it up here at school with me, but that was pretty cool, you know, a piece of, you know, thinking that, you know, as, from what he told me, it's, you know, like he would take, they took those to the band too, you know, it's like each of the band guys had one of those two to, to look at to see how it was going to be before the album cover got printed on the vinyl, so that's pretty, I think it's pretty cool. That's really cool. Is that full size? The Yeah, it's full size, full size, um, it's is just it, a, and it's is a flat. It, is, it tri- flat. is it trimmed or is it still got like the, uh, the printer registration marks? Around uh, the the edges, I it's didn't, I couldn't quite it's, see that. it's trimmed. I had it laying on a on a different record label uh, thing, but yeah, I'll just zoom back in. So it's just kind of sitting on another record right there. But mm. that's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. that's probably one of my number one things on the on my list. Oh, I'm, nice. I'm totally jealous of that. That's fantastic. Nice nice score as well. Thank to you. Get Michael on the on the podcast. Great great show. Ken, let's move on over to you. Okay, well, I showed some of my good stuff the last time we uh, did this, but I got some other stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got some a few things. So uh, one of the early things I, I bought when I first got into Kiss and was kind of collecting, and I was in the record store, and and they usually had a lot of stuff and necklaces and other things. Well, I, was, I saw the belt buckles, and I thought they were pretty pretty cool. So I got you know have five of those. So I have uh, this the Pacifica ones, I guess they are. The, oh, very uh, cool, excellent. Yes, good shape. I mean, I, I have I didn't wear them or anything like that. I just kind of put them away. And it's a let's see, love gun. So the first one was destroyed. So that one really, love, really yeah. does look. That looks like washed out color wise. So it did. It washed. Yeah. It. It's. Did it ever look vibrant? 
or has it always kind of looked you know, like that? No, I can't remember, but the both the what's funny about it, the destroyer and the love gun both washed out, seemed to have washed out. Kind of like my original uh, you know, picture discs had washed out for the solo albums. But yeah, and then I don't know, I picked them up. So here's a couple other ones. Uh, here's one like it's kind of flashy one there. That belongs the on the hood of a Cadillac. <laughs> that <one. laughs> then I have uh, uh, Gene Simmons. Whoops, here we are. X. Oh, I like that. Well, nice. Yeah. And then the last one, which I see is, is, I guess, harder to find, but I had bought, I had bought it by see it on eBay every now and then, and it's the like the, mm-hmm. the boot. The boot. Kind of oh, that yeah. looks, that's almost like a motorhead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's something I picked up. I, I think about, uh, I look at it and uh, some other ones see, I think about buying some other ones, but either they're in horrible shape online or they're too much, you know, for me to pull the trigger on it. But What are the other ones that they have out there? Because I've never paid attention to belt buckles. Oh, they have like the, for instance, the, you know, the Destroyer uh, Faces. I believe it's the Faces, or the Faces, no, on Love Gun. Uh, they have like the the headshot of of what's on the uh, the love gun. It was just the heads inside the inside the full thing. It says kiss or it says Gene Simmons or signature next to it and something like that. But yeah, there's a number of other ones out there um, and different kiss logos and different you know the black with the silver and there's some other ones too. But there's yeah there's a number of them out there still. Then they do the solo albums too. I mean I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the yeah. solo albums. I think I don't know. This is I don't know if this is considered a solo album or what. That Gene Simmons one I have, but uh, this is the only one that's not Pacifica. This one here, that one I showed you. It's uh, I don't know, Payan Lindo. It's in Mexico. There's coming out of that one came out of Mexico. Believe it or not. So, but anyway, so those are some of my things I like to. Just hang on to and look at it. Pull them out every now and check them out. All right. So I'm going to go back to me. And there is a uh, there was a book that came out in 2003 called uh, Let's see, what's the title? Because it's in German. Uh, Photographen von D.D. Zill Kiss. So this is the D.D. Zill Kiss photo book. And hmm. I was I was given a copy by the publisher to run ads on the website at the time, but I eventually sold mine. Um, and I decided I wanted it back because it's got a shitload of elder era photos in oh, and those are kind of awesome. useful to me at the moment. Right. Um, mm. So tons of extremely high quality. He, I, I think Didi did, uh, you know, what was it, seven or eight photo sessions with the band between 1976 in Germany and 1990 on the Hot in the Shade run. I'm just trying to flip through this to the... Uh, table of contents so it's got kiss 1976 uh in munich um another session with pop rock in 1980 um 1981 the video session which is of course the eye in a world without heroes uh shoot which gives you a great look at the fortress of solitude stage which is why i'm interested in these photos and then uh in munich in 1982 for creatures of the night portland oregon 1983 uh cologne 1983 on the lick it up tour and then, oh, I, I'm actually trying to read the German side. Um, it's easier on the German, on the English. And then uh, in the USA, 1990. So it's a heavy book. I got this cheap on eBay for I think 67 euros, but 
the binding's a bit knackered, which is a shame. It feels like a copy of Kistry with uh, <laughs> kind of needs to be rebound. But the quality of the pictures um, is absolutely outstanding. And for those of you who don't have a long attention span and don't want to read 800,000 words in a KISP novel, a picture book like that, I mean, it's a nice coffee table picture book, extremely well put together. They've selected excellent photos. And mine also came with one of the uh, publisher's um, <laughs> books, which has lots of nudie pictures in it, which is <laughs> really, really cool. So um, nice. nice one to add back into the collection very cheaply because I think I sold mine for like 180 on Amazon when I when I got rid of it and to get it back for, you know, I think the euros close to one to one at the moment with the dollar for, uh, I think, 80 bucks all in with postage was pretty good deal, even with the damage. So that's uh, a book I recently had. Let's go back to you, Mark. Okay, so I'm going to show you something that I've uh, that I've been collecting for a while. Now, this is not something that I don't think that maybe most people don't really collect. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> but uh, just to preface this by saying that a few years back, I broke my leg. I was in hospital for about three months. I broke my femur bone, and it was bad. I was like, I couldn't walk for like the first three weeks. I was like bedridden. It was horrendous, bad injury. So... After a while, I started getting like a little crazy in that hotel, a hotel, the whole hospital room there. So my parents started bringing me like my laptop and stuff like that. And what I ended up doing was I was listening a lot to, to different uh, like podcasts, right? So I started, and I was a longtime listener and collector of podcasts, right? And what I ended up doing to get my mind off of it, uh, off of the boredom and stuff, was that I started downloading them and I was putting them on CD, and I started making covers to just get my my mind off of just doing nothing there so i started making my own little designs of these and i don't know if any of you guys saw this but i put up a post of maybe about easily like 60 or 70 of these that i made just yeah, all just drawn you know they're all like some of my favorite <laughs> ones and as you can tell as i got into it more they became a little bit more elaborate with time like the first yeah. ones are just basically nothing but then I started getting a little bit more adventurous with some telephone picture, you know, trying to make like an unmasked kind of thing, mm -hmm. right? And like this, this to me is something that I kind of hold true to me because I'm still a guy who I, I don't, I don't like despise MP3s and that whole thing. But I'm a guy who still likes to feel physical things like vinyl records or CDs and stuff like that, right? And I like having physical copies of stuff so i went ahead and i got everything i think i'm almost up to date and just for the record too i'm gonna doing doing this now with the podcast stuff i'm starting to do the same thing with that to collect all the uh, the faq ones i'm going to be doing as well i have those starting to download all and i'm going to be making my own copies of those for the faq i also have done some uh history science theater ones too because those are just ones that I was listening to, like I said, again, to keep my mind off of being there and listening to people yelling and screaming for nurses all the time in there because I was in a <laughs> rehab spot, right? And all you could hear is, help me, help me, all the time. So, you know, headphones were my best friend there. So, you know, so that's uh, one of the things that I'm, you know, I really enjoy collecting. And that's kind of a more personal thing for me to collect. I don't know how many people mm -hmm. actually do something similar like that, but it's pretty pretty special for me so I, I think we need to beg all podcasts 
to do their episodes in um, either increments of 79 minutes and 59 seconds only so that uh, these can all fit on a single CD for Mark or if, or if they go into multiple CDs that they fit nicely. So for those yeah. of you podcasters who do longer episodes, try to try to round it down to CD size. <laughs> now that's really cool. And, and you know, that's a great story as well that goes with it. You know, um, you know, that you, you, you had such a, a mountain to climb and you figured a way to entertain yourself as well as, you know, listen to the show. So that's really cool. Awesome. Ken, back to you. Back to me. All right. Uh, I was looking through some of my things, and I have this. I ordered this back when it was from a magazine. I want to say it could have been 16 Magazine or whatever back then, uh, or, you know, Circus or whatever. Um, it was the they, – they made those Australian whatever, the coin. Oh, God, I've got that one. The gold coin. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah I, I, I actually had to buy that a couple of years ago. They wouldn't put one of my books on the European Amazon because of copyright infringement because I had a collage on the front. So <laughs> it was the other side of the coin. So I bought one of those coins and took a photo and slapped it on. So that's one of them. Um, then there's this other deal here that I think I bought it at Kiss. I want to say it was Crazy Nice <laughs> Tour. Nice. Anyway, they were putting out a... I'm just going to torch some KISS fans right now. Oh, there it is. I'm yeah. touching it oh. with my fingers. So if oh, you're coin no. collectors and yeah. KISS fans. And I got a Mardi Gras one. That's nice. That's 83, right? I think so. I better check my yeah. facts. This is... Well, KISS was selling these, believe it or not. This is, you know, just your standard... The penny stamp thing? Penny, yeah, that mm -hmm. they... <laughs> so they figured out a way to make money off of cents, right? <laughs> Oh, I like that. I, I probably played, I probably paid, uh, you know, I don't know how much I paid. Probably, like, <laughs> knowing knowing them, I probably paid a few bucks for it, you know. Um, probably, I'm going to guess three bucks or something like that. But, yeah, that's something I always used to wear on my, I had it on my um, keychain, you know, with my keys and, and so on. I had that on there for a long time. I believe I did that at the... Uh, I want to say it was the. I, I bought it at the crazy. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was Crazy Nights, um, where I bought that. And I guess I'll just put up a couple of more small things. I think I got this. This is a a creatures pin button. I th I'm gonna guess I I bought that at the show. Um, when I was there to see the creatures tour, and then one more thing. Uh, here's a there's a keychain. For the uh, for animalize, ah, I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as far as, as that stuff, I mean, I have a whole bag of <laughs> buttons. Oh my god! Of that, I mean, a lot of them, most of them, are probably not official. They were, you know, made by whoever. And I, I would see a pretty cool looking one, a uh, guitar shaped or something, and it said "Kiss" on it or had one of their faces on it, and I, you know, I'd pick it up. So. No, but that was really, really fun. I mean, around the time, I mean, I remember I collected pins. You know, I didn't really collect them, but if they looked cool onto my jean jacket, it went. I mean, I had one yeah. of those big back patches, and if I saw any kiss patches that were really cool, um, remember there was this awesome blue background asylum one which I had on my I had on my shoulder. On the other side, I had a public image limited one. People always looked at me rather weirdly uh, when they saw that. So knickknacks are fun. 
bric-a-brac kiss yep, style. Yep. Yes. Alex, let's move on to you. Well, good. It's not nothing really too crazy. Um, I've got to give a shout-out to, I think his last name is pronounced Blozer, Mike Blozer. Um, he's done some of the great video, the Kiss Cruise, and so forth. And uh, he was kind enough, uh, was like, and he sent me, uh, he sent me Paul, Jane, and Tommy's guitar picks from the Kiss Cruise, which is really cool. But I'm pretty stoked because he sent me one of those, one of the little cups that they have for the Kiss Cruise. I know it's nothing crazy or whatnot, but it's not like you could go into your dollar store or to your Walmart and buy one. You know, you had to be on the cruise to get one, so uh, it's was pretty cool. A little, I don't know, I've drank from it. He's as a change cup right now, and it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's neat. That's not something that I, I haven't seen any of those out and about. I mean, I would think that most people on the cruise are holding on to a lot yeah. of what they get. I mean, I know some people have sold that 12-inch single, um, and <clears throat> I, you know, and I've seen some other bits and pieces. But you know, cups and cup sets, yeah, th- those things are you know seem to yeah, be very be- close to people's hearts. Yeah, and I believe you know I, th- I know they did one for each one. So you know, yes, the the Catman one says Cabo Wabo Tequila with six men and. Norwegian cruise, and then it has the uh, the emblem on it. Which cruise was that? The most recent one. This Which... the most recent one, yes, sir. Excellent. And I want to go back to Mark quickly, and that was uh, your Mexican take me seventy five dollars. Seriously, I'm jealous. Yeah. I'm totally yeah, jealous. Yeah, yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking of your comment about the wives as well. It reminds me of an episode of Pickers where they, they like talking to. You know, I can't even know what these guys' names are, but one of the, the lead guys says, you know, you got to show the woman the green, or, you know, go to the woman, because the moment you do, and that's exactly what you said, so that's it. That's a great story. Yeah. Got to get that misprint. All right, I'm going to go into my collection again. Something else that recently came in is a cassette. Japan, yes. Japan promo cassette for Strutter from 1995, and I collect cassettes because I'm an idiot. Um and, and, I love cassettes. And this is, you know, Japanese cassettes I don't collect because they're just so impossible to find. And when they do uh, come come up for sale, they are horrendously expensive unless you get really, really lucky. And I have never gotten lucky when it comes to <laughs> J- Japanese cassettes. So I wanted that one because it's got the sound check recording of Strutter that was um, put out on radio in 1995 to help victims of the Kobe earthquakes. Um, they, re- they recorded it, I believe, uh, Budokan at the first show, so January the 31st, 1995, along with, and I gotta check my notes here because I can never remember, um, Rock Bottom as well. And they did a, a bit of an intro for it so that people in Japan could dial up. Um, listen to a message for fundraising for disaster relief, and then get to hear um, the Kiss song. And I, I don't think and no anyone ever got to hear Rock Bottom, so maybe that was just not deemed to be good enough. But it gets back into what we've said on a lot of episodes about the power and glory of the 1995 incarnation of Kiss. Eric Singer had been in the band a couple of years. Bruce Kulick was on absolute fire. Gene and Paul were very comfortable and relaxed and seemed to be enjoying what they were doing. So um, to get that live copy, and the the song circulates out there. You can go onto YouTube right now and go and listen to it in crystal clear quality. I just wanted to have the promo tape um, because it's just a kind of neat little thing from that period of the band that I kind of miss with what happened after 1995. So... uh, cool from a personal perspective and since i haven't made it to japan yet um it'll have to it'll have to do 
Alex, I'm going to go straight back to you for the okay. next item. Sounds cool. Um, the next one, I it's I bought a couple stuff, but I wanted to get um always want to have something signed by the original lineup. Um, this is a picture I had to from from actually where I got the website. Uh, I do have one. I had to post it before on my Facebook. I have to take a picture of it when I go back down about an hour away. But um, I guess when the first Psycho Circus comic book was coming out, they had signed some certificates along with Todd McFarlane. And it was hand-signed by Gene Paulies and Peter in the signature colors. And so, I mean, that's kind of like a picture of what it is, uh, the certificate there. And so I have one of those, and I run in... Uh, I put it in a frame with a picture of the original lineup from the mm-hmm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, and then um, and with the little Kiss logo on the bottom, so it looks kind of nice and stuff. But you know, I just figured there was no way in heck I was going to be able to, you know, go out to any of those, you know, if they do a convention thing to sign something or anything like that. And so I wanted to have something signed by the four original members and stuff, and it was a pretty good price, so I couldn't pass up an opportunity. So you bought that? Where where did you get it from? Was it was it uh, from the McFarland Kiss, Direct or no Kiss Army Warehouse? Oh, oh excellent. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think little, little, little plug in there for you guys. Yeah, um, I think I heard of them before. Yeah, they <laughs> did a great job. Um, great dealer, Keith Keith Levu, because uh, he I guess he works with that and stuff. Took good care of me with that. So, um, yeah, no, no, I was pretty happy. It was I was excited to get it. Good. I'm glad you're happy because I wouldn't have to yeah. edit out that you were not unhappy with a yeah. purchase from any of our Kiss brothers. So no, yeah, no, no, they did a great job packaging and everything with it, and I was super stoked when I got it. And um, you know, I, I know that some people do the whole like, if I don't get the autograph, you know, it's not cool kind of a thing. And you know, that's cool for them. Go ahead and do that. You know, someone like me, kind of being a little bit younger and stuff. You know, I mean, let's see when the original Kiss lineup broke up. I was 12. For the second time in 2001, I was 12, so, you know, there was no opportunity there, and then Peter was gone a year later anyway, so I was like 14, and Ace had been out, so there was just no way, you know, I was going to, you know, have an opportunity. I mean, I know some guys have it, but I'm going to college. I, I don't make that much money and stuff, you know. And now I got a girlfriend, so I got to, you know. You've got even less that. money. <laughs> even less right. money, which I don't mind stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, and I think what's important is no fan can tell another fan what is or is not valid collecting, what is or not valid fandom, whatever. You know, it's a very individual thing. I mean, there are some people who collect eight tracks. I mean, there's quite a, a bunch of us who are into the cassettes. There are people mm-hmm. who, are, who are into the minutiae of 501 pressings versus UPC versus 82, 83, 85 pressings and into all of that and just into specific areas. I mean, I got bored of collecting. It, it, I, I was into the singles. You know, that was all I collected at one point. And when you get up to 500 singles and the ones that you need in your collection are like eight, hundred dollars if you can even Ooh. prize them out of someone's cold dead hands you know it, it, it just got a bit pointless so that's that's why now i just buy stuff if i happen to like it and i'm not too embarrassed to have it out because i don't believe in putting any of my stuff in boxes but you know it doesn't matter if you don't get the autographs yourself if they mean something to you then that's all that matters yeah and like i said i mean the price was good i mean when i got it, i paid 150 for it which I thought was an excellent price, seeing as, and you know, I was checking out some other stuff because I've seen people that I have on eBay, like, 
you know, a copy of Kistory signed by, you know, six of them, you know, with, you know, the Revenge lineup plus Peter and Aces, and they want to, like, 400 500 600 dollars for it, and it's like 150 for a little piece of paper, but it's signed by the four guys, I'll take that. Yeah, and if you're getting it from a legitimate source, I mean, yeah, if you go on, on the FAQ or onto some of the collector sites on Facebook, it's hilarious at some of the bad forgeries <laughs> that are out there, yeah, and that's that mean, something that puts me off a, a lot of the stuff. I mean, when I bought that Kiss Cruise 5, 12-inch single, you knew that that was legitimately signed i've had gene sign stuff i've had paul sign stuff ace and peter have all signed stuff for me and bruce and i think eric as well so i've had everyone sign for me personally i don't need them to ever do that again now because i've had that interaction um so you know to each their own yeah mm -hmm. and it's really cool actually i would say like you you know it's a hand-signed document too i mean the thing i mean you can see where the sharpie's bleeding through the paper and stuff it wasn't you know, a signature pin or anything like that. It's it's a hand-signed item. Yeah, so as long as it's got providence that you're happy with. Yeah. And you know what? Even if it's, you know, there are people out there whose probably pride and joy is a fake autograph. But you know what? If it makes them happy, you know, sometimes yeah. you just have to grit the teeth and not tell them that's the worst <laughs> Paul Stanley I've ever seen, you know. <laughs> For real. My three-year-old could do better with a crayon. So, all right, Mark, <laughs> let's go back to you. Well, it's actually a... Uh pretty interesting how you were talking about all these little things that everybody collects and you know people collecting cassette tapes and eight tracks and stuff like that well i'm one of these people who collects something that probably people are going to roll their eyes about but i love it still and i'm still i still look around still for videotape concert bootlegs okay i still look for them and i'll tell you why and you might find this you know, might find it hard to believe, but I'll explain here a bit. I have a good forehead hi-fi VCR still, okay? I have. And back then, just like the comparison between, you know, the whole vinyl versus CD and the whole recording on digital medium versus reel-to-reel -reel analog tape, I've always been a convinced buyer that... I have an Alive One show, the same one that probably everyone else has on their Kissology, you know, the Kobo Hall one, blah, 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 show one. I think it's one of these ones here I have. And, uh, yeah, I think it's one of these ones. Anyways, the, the, what I'm trying to get my point across at is that this show sounds 100,000 times better audio-wise on this videotape than it, than it does sound on Kissology. And I mean... Everybody who kind of knows me now and has kind of gotten to know me a bit online knows that I'm a big audio buff. You know, I'm a, I've spent my life in a recording studio since I was 16 years old. Okay, so I've been in studios a long time. I know the difference between this and that and a lot about gear and things like that. And Julia knows whenever I'm talking about books, the first question I ask him is, is there going to be any text about, you know, recording studio questions or stuff like that, right? Because that's my big thing I love, right? So I'm telling you, some of these shows that I have, the audio on it, especially if you have a decent VCR, is just fantastic how the difference in the sound. Like, I mean, I have this Dynasty, I don't know if you can see that, the Largo show. It's in pencil, but I don't know if you can make that out. But I have that show. It's the full show. And I know on Kissology, they have it trimmed up and stuff. They don't have the full show on there. But when you listen to it off this tape, it starts out kind of wonky because just like with most soundboard kind of recordings, you know, the guy's kind of, you know, fiddling with the sound at the beginning of the show. And then by song three, he has it kind of balanced in and it's kind of set. And from there on in, it, it has this really great 
sound. I mean, sure, sometimes it sounds a little grindy because their guitar tones are a little odd. He's moving the mic up and down in the song, like at the beginning of Calling Dr. Love. He didn't have uh, Ace's guitar up loud enough in the beginning, so you hear him kind of push it up in the mix at one point, right? And I mean, those kind of things I love. Like, those are the kind of little things that I love about collecting old videotapes like this because the sound of it is just so much more denser is the word I'm looking for. It's like when when he plays the bass and the, he hits the kick drum, the tone of it through the speaker sounds so much better through a tape than it does through an analog source. That's my own opinion. I mean, you may not agree with that, but that's what I enjoy. I mean, just another quick thing with that. I had an original videotape copy of Exit Stage Left, Rush, okay? And then they went back, remastered it, and they put it out in one of these uh, box sets where they redid all the the videos on DVD and Richard Chickie, the mixer guy that they have now working for them, remixed the audio in 5.1 and they left the stereo 2.0 as the original mix. Now that 2.0 mix is the same one apparently as the one in the video. It's close, but it's never the same as it was on the videotape. But I'm telling you that sound off of that videotape, when I turned it up on my stereo and Getty Lee came in with his bass, it's like, wow. Like it was just like thunder coming through the speakers. I mean, that's why I love collecting videotape shows because if there's especially if there's soundboard stuff you know once you get your stereo turned up nice and you fill it with your graphic eq a little bit it could sound so awesome in your living room or in your den or your kiss cave there just turn it up and it just i i love it i mean that's that's why i love collecting these sort of things oh i totally am going to jump in and agree with you because i do the same thing with audio bootlegs mm-hmm. yeah this is actually the master i believe the only known unlossy or um of video vincent's warrior stuff so yeah. mm-hmm. oh, nice. um, and what i i've done over the years is i keep buying you know when they they do turn up older cassettes if you look at the sort of media that's being used to try and get away from the generational copy issues of degradation uh from everything being copied over and over and over it does break down and lose quality and what i found with a lot of the stuff that was transferred to dvd um those shows is that everyone's messed around with everything a little bit whether it's the video whether it's the audio i've certainly been guilty of that with uh, a lot of the audio that's come through my hands that i've over processed it rather than done it in a more organic way or just leave it the heck alone for people to you know it, it's you want to kind of fix something sometimes especially you know if you're coming from an acetate where you've got the snap crackle and pop you want to clean up mm. what you can but you can take away from it and that's what's happened to a lot of the video and the stuff on kissology is a great example of what is not good that yeah. it's been over processed it's been overworked it they've they've done it with the right intention and it was also the same on the uh the love gun deluxe with that live stuff where they try to, to computer enhance the the kick drum or whatever it was ended up making it sound like garbage um, yeah so you know I, I go back to the shows and sometimes you score you you find a tape from like 1980 something that was very low gen that sounds absolutely fantastic i think detroit 83 was one i found a couple of years ago that was very low generation um ace frehley's sir soundboard which was absolutely crystal um unbelievable you know it was another one uh unfortunately incomplete but you know it's the same in the videos and i've still got a lot of my original vhs cassettes and i'd send them to you but you live in canada and postage is just too darn expensive <laughs> yeah I know. and and in my audio rack right beside me i do have a 
VHS deck to watch stuff. So simple as that. Alex, let's ping pong back to you. All right. Um, and Ken, I think I probably skipped you, but we'll get to you next. That's all right. We'll give Ken two in a row, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so, it's another science thing. Um, I got a signed copy of Paul Stanley's Face to Music, which I was pretty... Uh, mm. has, um, cool. I thought, you know, that was like one of my first first time I actually buying anything from KissZombieWarehouse.com. Um <laughs> <laughs> But because uh, I wanted to get like a signed copy, but he wasn't doing any signings and stuff, and so I uh, got in contact with uh, Keith Larue, and he said just head on over there, and they had it for a great deal. It was like thirty bucks when I got it. Now they got them for like I think like fifty or sixty. Um, but he came at the pass, and they uh, Paul signed a handful of the books, extra copies, um, at that expo that he did in Indianapolis and stuff. And so I was pretty stoked. I wanted to get a signed one. Um, because I bought, I bought a copy of his biography, autobiography, when he came out. I must have had it done like within a week, and it was excellent. And I really loved it. And so I thought, what a better way to have a signed copy, you know, to sit on the shelf. I'm a little bit of a book guy. I mean, you really can't see it, but if you look behind me, there's a whole set of books right there. Uh, so I'm a book. I like books. <laughs> books are great. Books. I'm, I'm a history ed major, so I better like reading. So um, yeah. So it's pretty cool to get that. And um. I love going through it and just reading some of the stories, you know, from Paul's life and stuff. Again, you know, with, with the autobiographies, with, with anything, especially like doing history and stuff, you kind of have to take some of the stories and, and realize it's coming from their perspective. And, you know, it might be a little bit different than maybe what the truth is. And so sometimes you got to take, you know, obviously with, you know, between the four guys, you can take the biographies because a lot of them have some stories where they both, you know, tell the same incident. And to go through it and, you know, kind of leaves you the reader to, to you know, leave your judgment and uh, give you a view of what it is. But uh, I really loved Paul's book and thought it was very, uh, he's pretty personal with it. And, and so I'm quite a fan of it. Yeah, it was pretty deep. I had a signed copy. I got it at the JCC when he did the uh, the the Q and A session there, which was, was that in San Francisco. Yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. I wasn't. I didn't know I was getting a copy of the book as well because uh, I'd already bought it, so I threw it up on eBay with the ticket. But you know, that's the story of my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but a good book. I think if you take all of their books and kind of shake them together, you probably get an essence of the truth. We we don't know it, and you know that's why you ask five different people at a crime scene what what happened, five different stories. So, yeah. you know, the truth is somewhere in between. Ken. Well, I have something perfect for for Alex to carry his books in. Oh, sweet. So, <laughs> especially, you mean for school books, too, you know, walk into class or whatever. A Hello uh, Kitty satchel? <laughs> yeah, no, yes. it's not Hello Kitty. This is a. Uh, there you go. Well, I'm close. There you go. <laughs> Kiss backpack back in, I don't know when they made it, probably 70s. 77, 78? 78, something like that, yeah. Because it's a, you know, love gun shot. I just got to tell you, I'm just picturing you, Ken, but like, you know. <laughs> I never know. One, 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 it's a look, look at those <laughs> straps. Those are These like are for the straps. kindergarten. I mean, I'm, I'm picturing you, you know. like, once there's just size dressed like the, the guy from ACDC with the schoolboy outfit with that little backpack on going to class. Yeah, it's like a canvas. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, you'd wear a hole in it pretty darn quick if <laughs> you really used it. But, yeah, I just kind of saw it way back. You know, it was probably in 70, around that time, 78, 79, where I, when I bought it. I mean, I didn't buy it from anybody. I bought it from the store. <laughs> Straight out of the store. I said, oh, that, 
it's kind of interesting. I'll just buy it, you know. That's cool. I've, I, I've never seen that. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they they you see them sometimes. I think on eBay, but uh, yeah, it's. Oh, then that's why I've never seen one. I've never searched. Kiss. You can put, yeah, you can put your name where. So <laughs> in case it gets lost, you put your name on there and address. And, and decrease the value. <laughs> decrease the value. <laughs> that's right. So. No, don't don't write on it, please. That's one of them. I'll do another quick one here. Uh, since you, Julian was talking about this kind of stuff, I only have three of these things. You're talking about the jean jacket stuff, and so here, say a back patch. Nice, nice. One of the back patch that's a, like a destroyer type one, and then this one here is an interesting one. Oh, I like that. There, there you go back a little bit. That brings me back to my high school days. Yeah, yeah. And then, believe it or not, we got it without makeup. Wow, look at that. That, look looks, that looks good. Now, now, is that really Vinny or is that the mannequin? <laughs> I think it's the mannequin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the, it's the mannequin. But, uh, yeah, I have these. I think I had another one, but I don't know where it is. But, uh, yeah, that's something I had probably saw when they came out way back and I just, you know, picked it up. I, I don't go out I don't go out looking for some of these things. But if I see something I said that looks interesting or it's kinda cool, then I'll I'll go ahead and, you know, buy it. If it's not too expensive. I'm sure I got those for pretty darn cheap since it was in the store. No, that that's excellent. I mean, I can't even remember what the patch I had on the back. I know it was Kiss. I can't remember what the design was. I think it might have been animalized, but you know, mm. it, it was like you'd go to like flea markets and there would just be tables with stacks and stacks of those things and you'd be <laughs> flipping through trying to find the band you wanted. Those and uh, the decorative mirrors or, or glass panes. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. Kind of like carnival fair. Oh yeah. Stuff. You know, the mirrors. That was just so, so 80s for me, I guess, and maybe 70s as well for a lot of other folks. So very cool stuff. Uh, who who's next? Oh yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Japan and it's singles. Yeah, one I I don't have that many singles left now after unlo- I unloaded most that's of those. That, that's from the Elder. That, okay. Yeah, oddly, you know, since it happens to be on my desk, it is from the Elder. Um, but this one I I posted a story about this single on the Odyssey Book Facebook page, and back when I first became a fan, I couldn't find the Elder. And eventually I found an ad in the back of some magazine, might have been Circus or Hit Parader, for an import copy of that single. And it became my first mail-order purchase. I remember having to go to the bank, and you know, I was 14 years old, asking for a money order to, to order <laughs> it. And uh, became my first collectible, really, that I owned from the band. So it's this isn't the copy that I bought back in 86, it must have been, or 87. Um, it's because that one had sellotape all around the edges where I'd stuck the thing up on the wall because uh, it's not not a picture sleeve like all Japanese singles. It's just got the uh, overlay sheet. Mm-hmm. But because it's got that connection with me and the elder and the beginning of my fandom, it's the one Japanese single that I've got to have um, and one that you know now will remain in the collection, obviously, apart from the fact I needed a copy to scan the cover and take a picture of the um, the vinyl for use in the next few months. So interesting part of my early collecting and it, like i said earlier i got up to around 500 singles it became an addiction with traveling over southeast asia europe and uh the us to build up 
and that's nothing wow. compared to what some of the guys have out there. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. you know, puts yeah. puts me to shame when I sold it and I got thirteen grand for all those singles. I was very wow. happy, and it paid for my wedding, and I didn't go into any debt. So awesome, you know. No, nice. I miss them, but uh, <laughs> but, like I, but like I said, only the expensive ones were left, and now I wouldn't want to be in the game because there's just too many counterfeits out there mm-hmm. for those Portuguese singles, which are beautiful. But um, there we go. All right, who is next, Mark? You look like you're itching to talk. Yeah, well, if you go. want me to, I'm up oh, next. Oh yeah. So. yeah, go for it. Okay, oh. so um, before I actually started getting in, into getting into vinyl again, and when I got back into becoming a hardcore Kiss fan, the one thing that I started collecting beforehand was I actually started collecting household stuff, which is kind of not exactly something that most people collect. Like, I went out and I was big into this store. I'm, I'm sure you, have, you guys have them in America all the time. I used to go with my with my ex-girlfriend over to the borders of Buffalo all the time to FYI, I think it's called, that store. FYE. Uh, FYE, that's it. Sorry. Yep. You're right. And uh, mm-hmm. I bought those clocks, those KISS clocks, the wall-mounted mm-hmm. clocks one. I had one of those, and I actually have two of them. I bought another version of the clock. But the one thing that I bought... From that store, and I'll never forget when I saw it, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. It is probably a bit kitschy now in retrospect, but it still has a very special place in my heart because I've read some of my favorite books with this. And I've also, you know, done a lot of late night writing for my band. Get it out here. Okay. My official kiss lamp. Oh my Gene god. Simmons axe <laughs> yeah, face yeah. lamp. Oh that now, makes I mean, me think at... of the Christmas story, the leg lamp. Oh my god, that is <laughs> And it has them from the reunion tour. They're on the shade if you take a look at it there. Right? So they're on there. And what's great too is that it has these kind of really weird kind of plasticky strings on the bass too, right? Mm. So there it is that actual stringed sort of instrument, right? So I when I saw this thing the first time I was like that is so tacky but I love it you know and I had to get it I brought it I put it on my night table and I read all the Kiss books with this on I read your your Julian's book with this thing on at night you know I've read everything any kind of music book I've read even my Pro Tools eleven you know tips and guidebook <laughs> this was always on and it was my light source. So, Gene, thank you for the very awesome bass guitar lamp that you thought of, I'm sure, because it just, just reeks Gene. I mean, look at it. Come on. I is, mean, that, is, is that official? Yeah, That's I mean, official. it was, it it was an official. Yeah, it's an official one. Wow. From their... Have you seen the other one, uh, Mark? I have the other one, the other lamp. Uh, have Which you seen one the is other that? Lamp? There's another Kiss lamp that came out, too. And... Uh, it was in Spencer's, I think, and uh, that had this kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, the square kind of base to it. Uh, and it has kind of their, not their faces, but it's kind of the, the shape of the, the logo of the face, the, the makeup more or less. Oh, okay. okay. In, embedded uh, into the uh, each side of the, uh, you know, the base. And then it has a different squared off. Oh, I see. Uh, I'm looking at it on eBay. Right it's now. A, it has like the 
is using somewhat partially to destroy her, not destroy, her, but dynasty faces on on the on the Ramba okay. thing. I, and, I, haven't, yeah, so. I haven't seen I haven't seen it, but let's just put it this way: I'm still of that thinking where if I was were to see it now, I think I would probably grab it because this thing has faithfully served me. I mean, I've had, I've had lights go kaput on me, left, right, and center. This thing, as tacky as it is, for whatever whoever made it, it's pretty solidly made. I mean, this thing is, you know, my cat's knocked it over, you know, all kinds of stuff, and it's still running, no problem, you know, no crack in the neck there, nothing, you know, so. Yeah. It's, it, and I'm, you know, like I said, I mean, that's more of a, you know, I don't know many people who like to collect household items, but I, I, I really like that. That's my, one of my favorite objects, so. That, that is absolutely hilarious. That's very cool. And a great, <laughs> again, a great story to go with it. Ken, Thanks. let's go back to you. Okay, I'll go quick. Uh, so I guess that'll be my last one. This one, believe it or not, this came in the mail today. So I've been, I've been watching, you know, the going to that Kiss My Wax site and stuff. So I've been going back into starting to, you know, buy different kinds of vinyl that I find think it's kind of interesting. Kiss vinyl or or different versions, kind of like Mark. We're going, you know, the '85 or the or a red vinyl or, or yeah. whatever promotional copies. So this one's kind of a, a promo one. This is this is one is from a Mexico. Nice. Uh, unmasked, you know, a gift to uh, radio listeners. Uh, and uh, it has the you know the song titles on the back. I think it's something. Uh, but they're all yeah they're in Spanish of course. And even the you know the vinyl is it's just you know your basic. It's it's actually the you know the one that's on. There we go. Let's put it up here maybe. If I can get this one up here. So yeah. And it has the songs and you know again in Spanish is unmasked copy. So yeah, it's it's kind of something different. I thought it was kind of cool and never seen before. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, I think I'll try to get that one. So, yeah, I've been getting, like I said, I've been focusing on the vinyl now is the kind of the thing I've been doing now is different Kiss vinyls. And because, again, at one time I had dumped all my vinyl years ago yeah. uh, for whatever reason I'm not going to go into, but uh, it, it's, it was all gone. And, and so that's one of the reasons the, the Kisteria thing uh, was you know value value to me, and then going back and re-getting like a love gun that has all the inserts in it, has the inserts and the gun and everything. That's you know un, not even put together. It's still in its perfect pristine form. So, but yeah, yeah. so this was this yeah it came today in the mail. Believe it or not, nice. Excellent. And I've got a piece of vinyl as well, and it's not because of kiss my wax is. Uh, you know, getting me back into collecting. It's I'm kind of trying to re-get a lot of the things that I got rid of because over the years, this is not going to be that exciting to anyone. It's Peter Chris, Let Me Rock You. The, nice. the, my, my favorite album. How did you know? It, the only reason I find this interesting and I wanted it back in the collection desperately, this is a Singapore pressing. And obviously we're living out there for many years uh, well, it wasn't many years, sorry. Two years. Felt like many. Um, 
I had picked up quite a few of the domestically pressed albums out there. Music from the Elder, which I'm still, 150 bucks is the offer. Anyone can get me a copy of that because it's got the scroll on the back where they dealt with the, the song order. And I want that back in my collection. And I only ever found one copy, and it was actually in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, in a flea market. I thought I saw that recently somewhere. Yeah, I want it back. But, you know, <laughs> I, I had Peter's, uh, both of Peter's solo albums were pressed in Singapore. Rock and Roll Over. Um, I had Music from the Elder, Creatures of the Night. And I think I had, un no, I didn't buy Unmasked because I hated it. Um, but that's, <laughs> the, that's the one I passed. So I wanted to get all those back into my collection um, especially the rock and roll over because that's the only time I ever yeah. ever saw it out there, and I don't think I've seen too many people even own that one um, in the years since. So, someone in Herefordshire has my copy by now because I sold it to a record store there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Peter Chris, I I was into those albums, and obviously I, I think I've mentioned it on one of the other episodes that I found both of his albums first on cassette out there. So, out of control, and let me rock you. Um, you know, my first experience of solo material other than Frehley's Comet was, you know, finally getting a chance to hear those albums. And when I saw that cover, I was like, well, I didn't even know at that point as a fan that he'd done a second album or yeah. a third album. So, you right. know, that, that's how new I was to the Kiss world. So it kind of brings back those warm and fuzzy memories of when I was completely naive and ignorant, though some would say I'm still ignorant. Um, you know, and, and just to have like those little collecting things. And I think you've noticed it with most of what I've shown today, that all these things have a story attached. Mark's had a few stories attached to his items. And I think that's probably, you know, for, for and Alex, I think the same for you and Ken as well. You know, a, a lot of the items that we show and, you know, we're not necessarily proud of, but they mean something to us, you know, and that's the best way to collect rather than this is an investment you know, those people who are loading up on the die cars, cars, you know, I'm investing for the future. This is going to put my kid through college. Mm. I, I, I totally think that's the wrong attitude. You know, mm. some stuff may go up in value. I think a lot of it when Kiss is over and the market is dumped, you know, because everyone's getting rid of their stuff, uh, you know, it, it's going to tank big time. So. Mm. You know, get stuff that you can enjoy, I think, is the key yeah. message that I want to give to everyone out there. Don't let anyone tell you what is or is not a collectible, you know, even mm. if it is the Johnny Diecast fucking car thingies, whatever they <laughs> Johnny shows. Lightning. Johnny, Johnny Lightning. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. If I get through. I think I had a couple of those. Yeah, if I can get through saying it without an expletive, pardon me, um, <laughs> you know, only you decide what's collecting. So, anyone have any last items to show, or are we on a wrap here? I think I, think I got my fifth one. It's something crazy. And I get the picture because I don't have it with me, but mm -hmm. it's uh, Paul Stanley's guitar pick from the Live to Win tour. Um, it was my first Kiss related show to go to, you know, so I was super stoked. <laughs> so I think anybody wanted, I was up front. And, uh, you know, throughout the show, you know, he was obviously tossing picks. And so right after he did Love Gun, though, he came over to where I was and he handed me his guitar pick that he had used. So nice. it was pretty, pretty on cloud nine at that moment. Actually, I do have one last thing, too, if you want to just really quickly. Yeah. Is that OK? Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. So we, we, we haven't reached CD length. You're OK. OK. <laughs> yeah. So. OK. So I showed this. 
I believe, on the Christmas episode. But a funny thing happened, a little quick story about this. When we did the Christmas episode, and I showed this on there, I got an email a couple of days later from one of my friends who was in my band, and he goes, I saw the episode, and I go, you didn't mention why you got that gift. And I go, I don't remember offhand why I got it even at that point. And he refreshed my memory about it. Let me show you what it is first. I think Julian might remember. It was this... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it was that incense holder, okay? It's like it has other faces on it, right? All the guys on there. And out of Gene's mouth there comes out the smoke, right? Now, my friend reminded me why I got this. We were we had a band house. Me and my other bandmates, we bought a house together and we all lived in it, and we rehearsed, and we recorded. We made a room that we recorded and stuff. But, you know, we were young, and we were, you know, having a good time being rock and rollers, so the house completely smelt of pot, okay? Like, it was... We, we'd smoked a lot of pot back then, okay? Now, we the reason why we got this, or why I got this, was because every once in a while, this would happen. We'd be in the house, we'd be talking, all of a sudden you hear a knock at the door, and open it, and it's one of our parents, and we're like, "Oh my god!" We quickly go out and get the, the spray, you know, to kind of kill the the smell in there and stuff. So one of my friends thought the best thing to do was let's get Mark for Christmas one of these incense things. We'll put it in the living room, can light it, and leave it running all the time. And this way, it'll kill off, you know, our little fragrance of fun there that we would have in the in the house. So that's really essentially why I was given this fine incense burner at that time it was strictly to uh you know keep things on on the level with the with the parents when they came over the unexpected visit so that's another thing that has a very uh soft spot in my heart for many reasons because it reminds me of the time when we all lived together in that band house and all the fun times that was you know around it and stuff like that so it's it's a it's a memory piece as well as a collecting piece for me. Did that actually work on the parents? In uh, years later, my <laughs> my my mom kind of said that she kind of got the kind she kind of clued in after a while. At first, she always thought it was she never knew what it was. But you got to understand, my mom's like old school Europe, like you know East German, you know war baby kind of thing. Like and when they they only knew it as hemp, and they used it to make ropes. They didn't know anything about smoking it, right? So. You know, that's so. So when they smelled it, they had no clue what it was until finally, you know, somebody, one of the, my sisters said, Mom, you know what that is, right? And then they got clued in, right? So, real quick, uh, you're talking about that kind of thing. It just reminded me of this other thing I had that I had picked up. I can use this as a weapon. I mean, this thing's so heavy. Yeah. But it's the the snow globe. Oh, the nice. Snow globe. Yeah. Has the boots on the corners and then each guy on the, you know. That's sweet. But I think it's, I think it's heavy. I mean, you could knock someone out with this thing, truly. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. That's, this that's this week, week on Home Guarding TV with Ken and Mark, we're going to talk about <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you guys have heard of the Kiss Room on, on you know iTunes. Well, come check out the real Kiss Rooms with Ken and Mark. Now, <laughs> <laughs> talking about things I've... You know, this could be a gorilla episode of uh, you know stuff that just happened to arrive today, and th- this won't be of interest to anyone. Um, nine years of rock 
the story of the concerts at the Erie County Fieldhouse. So I'm obviously working on hmm. uh, some touring history. And nice. that, that's got some nice stories about the 1975 shows, and I just wanted to get some clarity. That just, just arrived when I got home, right before we started taping. So cool. that's going to be my evening reading as I continue going through a manuscript. So, all right, guys, I think that I think that is a wrap. Yep. That is enough show and tell for one episode. <laughs> it, this, this is the sort of episode that we can go back to this well in the future because, Alex, you were going to say? And it will fit on the one CD for Mark. <laughs> oh, nice. You know, we we always try and go to about an hour, and that's usually good. So thank you for listening, everyone, and thank you guys for digging out some of your collectibles and telling us the stories that go with them. You know, everyone who's out there listening, whether you're on Spreaker, YouTube, Facebook, whatever, you know, uh, why don't you tell us about some of the five top items in your collection, whether they're, you know, the most important parts of your collection, you know, or you know, just five recent acquisitions and, you know, what, what things mean to you? How do you collect? What, what makes you a collector? So, you know, everyone's got a unique story and we'd love to hear yours as well. So thank you everyone for listening and Ken and Mark and Alex, thank you all for participating and we'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. We hope to see you again.